Welcome to Relationships Unhinged Podcast, where we explore dysfunctional partnerships that became deadly. These stories give a whole new meaning to the term, till death do us part. Welcome to another episode of Relationships Unhinged Podcast. Oh man, 12. Number 12. Number 12. 12's my lucky number. It is? Yeah, and I got a, an, an awesome story. Oh, cool. You're going to love this one. It's got many twists and turns. Oh, that's everyone's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm bringing you some love from the UK today with this one. Oh, good. Yeah. You know, I just realized like when I was researching this, like how much I don't know about the UK. And so, because, so this place was in Middlesbrough, England, but you know, when I went to just like look at the UK, because I well, listened to the 911 recording on this and they sound British and like half Scottish, but this place is like kind of right on the border of like England and Scotland, like close to Scotland, but That's in England. Scotland. Yes. <laughs> you know, the difference between a British accent that you can understand and a Scottish accent that you just stare blankly Right. for us, you know, it's pretty it's pretty drastic the difference so these people are like right in between there <laughs> the, the accent is just middle middle of the road and um so crazy stuff happens over there too okay all right so i'm gonna tell you the story today about mitesh and jessica patel okay um he two pharmacists that like i said were from middle middlesbrough england they were married nine years they dated in college She's 34. He's 37. From right away, pretty much like the time they got married, there was always signs of abuse. And her family, like, her family had concerns. Um, right away, he kind of didn't want to talk to her family. She would tell her sister, like, that he strangled her or that he, like... He would tell his sister these no, things? No, she told her sister. Oh, okay. That he, like, put his hands around her neck or that, like... He struck her. Let me ask you this. Was this one of these arranged marriages? No. Mm -mm. Because a lot of the Indian culture, they have that. Yeah, but these guys grew up in Great Britain. Okay. So no. Oh, so they were always from Great Britain. They weren't from the Yeah, Indian. and they have, great, they have British accents. I gotcha. Yeah. They don't have Indian accents. They have British accents. Or to them, I guess, it's just the way they talk. Like, they probably think we have accents. Right, right. I think we have no accent. Everyone always thinks they're the person without an accent. Well, anyone listening from down south right now thinks think we have a northern accent. Right. I guess like anywhere you're not from right, has right. an accent. So they were married in July of 2009. And by February of 2012, he was already like telling her what she could do, you know, yelling at her. They they owned a pharmacy together, yelled at her in front of their, their, co their co-workers, their, their employees. Um, one time he threw a phone at her leg and caused a bruise. Mm. And then her grandfather was dying. Sounds like a really happy relationship. Yeah. So then when her grandfather was dying in February of 2010, he wouldn't let her go to be with him. Mm. December of 2012, Jessica's sister finds his phone and finds a conversation via text with another man. 
like a, a suggestive relationship. Wait, wait. So the the guy has a relationship with another guy. And yeah. She and who finds it? The sister. Yeah. Okay. So what? This is when they were living in their in their home when she lived by her family. Um, How'd the sister have access to the phone? I don't know the answer to that. You always ask me these questions. I can't possibly know. I just. <laughs> you think I'm the only one asking these? I'm sure people right I mean, now listen, are if like, this listen. This was my bestie. I could tell you the answer to that. But I got to go by like what I what I could search. All right, go ahead. Shoot. Go ahead. Shoot. <laughs> okay. So, Jessica tells some of her coworkers that she has a suspicion that Mitesh might be gay. Um, that he seems kind of overly interested in men. And he ends up telling her they need to move. So they move away from her family, like around 2013, sometime in 2013. They move away from her family to where they opened their own pharmacy in Middlesbrough. And he was the pharmacist there. Um, So she talked to her family less and less, and she definitely didn't talk to them anymore about abuse. They felt like she seemed kind of scared. He... He has a, a reputation as being a, like a compulsive liar, controlling behavior. Now in England, they have this law, like kind of like you know the way that we have laws when people like do crazy stuff to each other, like stalking or right. harassment. Yeah, so they have a law called coer- coercive behavior, controlling and coercive behavior. So you can actually like have someone like get a restraining order and stuff if if you, they find that they were controlling or coercive. So it seems like a lot of cases that are happening now over there, they include this. They find that a lot of relationships that end up like this, the people came from co- controlling and coercive be- relationships. Um, so they say that, that that's how he was. Um, nevertheless, Jessica wanted to be a mother and Matesh was like the love of her life. She was with him since college and she really loved him. So they could, they were having trouble getting pregnant and she started trying to go for fertility. Being the compulsive liar that he is, he went into his work and told everyone that Jessica was tra- pregnant with twins when she was not pregnant with twins. Wow. And then she goes to work and they're like, you're pregnant with twins, yay. And she was like, "What? who told you that? And they were like, Matesh. And she was like, I'm not pregnant. And like she literally like cried because that was like the rudest thing to do. Because five years she was trying to have a baby. And it's insanity because they work together. Right. Right. Did he think she wasn't going to tell everyone that she works with? Well. That's so bizarre. It's bizarre that he would lie to people about it. And right. like, was that some sort of bad joke? Like that they were going to be like, oh, you're pregnant? And then like really upset her. Yeah, that's weird. So turns out this guy has been like meeting men on Grinder, which I guess is an app for um, like same sex couples, like relationships to meet up. And turns out he like fell in love with this guy from Australia that was a doctor. Incidentally, Dr. Patel, since their last name is also Patel, right. he falls in so love now with this. This is gonna get really confusing. This Dr. Patel <laughs> okay. from Australia. And um, but this wasn't the first ma- man he met on Grinder. The employees at the pharmacy say that they often saw him talking to men on the phone, um, going on Grinder, looking looking for men on Grinder. In the meantime, she's trying to get pregnant. I was just thinking the same thing. Like she's trying to, she's taking fertility medicine to try to get pregnant. And right, and every person that knows her describes her as like a beautiful soul, a selfless person, a lovable person, would have been a great mother, everything. So, he, Mitesh takes out 
$2 million in life insurance on her. Oh, that's always a bad sign. Yeah. Like multiple policies totaling two, $2 million. And he Googled things like, um, you know, can you still get life insurance if, if the person's murdered? Oh, my God. Right? Everyone goes to the Google. It's amazing. It's I can't. fucking amazing. And plus, it's 2020 now. This isn't a story from 2007 yeah, that like you don't cops, know this happens. Did these people not realize the fucking cops? Is probably the first thing they do is go to Google search your Google search. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so needless to say, um, and these are fucking doctors. It's not like you well, know, this guy's a pharmacist. Still. And you know what? He's. I just think he's like just generally a prick anyway. Like he sounds like a freaking asshole. Like. He's a liar. He's controlling. He's manipulative. He's coercive. He's like that was a fucked up physical. thing to say about the pregnancy thing. You know, the pregnant twins thing is nuts. I know. Yeah. Who would do that? Like, does he think that's some kind of joke? Like, mm. and not only that, she's like pumped up with hormones trying right. to get pregnant, so she's ten times more sensitive than like a regular normal woman. You know, it's like PMS times a million. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so here she is. She comes in. She probably feels like shit, and. Bam. We heard you're having twins. Wow, that's fucked up. And you got to be like, mm, no, no. So it turns out, so he has this weird plan that he wants her to get pregnant. And then he wants to take the baby and raise it with Dr. Patel in Australia. What? Yeah, with the $2 million of her life insurance. So he's like trying to cook up a plan on how to get rid of her. So not only did he Google like. So his wife's going to be a surrogate? Basically. Yeah, basically. Oh. Yeah. So so in addition to all his Googling, he Googles l- legit, okay, to the word, I need to kill my wife. Oh, my God. <laughs> and how long does it take to strangle someone? That's like, uh, <laughs> do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Right. Go straight it, to jail. <laughs> I need to kill my wife. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is that? So, you know, then, you know, the, of course, there's like text messages between him and Dr. Patel saying like, like, you know what's going to happen, right? He's in on this then. The the other guy, he's complicit because he knows this is going on. A hundred percent. And he's like, you know what's going to happen, right? You think and this dude like, be like, you know what, man? I just met this dude on an app. I'm out. Uh, I don't need this bullshit. They think they were soulmates. Ah, okay. okay they, they claim that they were soulmates. Right. I Like, I'm not kidding. He says like, I met my soulmate. Like when he met Dr. Patel, like that was, the, I think that that was like and maybe just a thought if if the guy's gay and he's on these gay websites whatever how about go to her say guess what um sort of like freddie mercury did i'm gay i'm not into women anymore instead of killing her well he had that twisted plan that he needed her to carry oh, I forgot a baby. About the surrogate. He needed to take the baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He needed the money to, to move to Australia. Right, right. And he needed to start over. So none of those things would have worked. Like if he right. did the right thing and not just been He'd just lose said, half his pharmacy. Right. He wouldn't be able to move to Australia with the kid. Like so basically he was trying to use her as an incubator. That's insane. It's so bad. That that's that's like monster behavior. That's not even I got nothing for that. Right. Okay, so on the day in question, so this right. is like May 14th of 2018, okay? So like try to like try to stay with me because I got like a timeline. Okay. So she comes home at seven o'clock and there's like a CCTV like recording the parking lot right. and the comings and goings, which he tried to hide but couldn't. So it, it records her coming in at seven o'clock, right? He leaves 40 minutes later to go get pizza. 
when he goes to get pizza, there's a recording inside the pizzeria. Right. He looks relaxed. He's talking to them. What kind of pizza do you get? I guess plain. It looked small, but I guess it's just two of them. So he he's talking to them, and the one guy, like apparently they're familiar with this place, because the one guy, I guess, just lost his wife, and he's like, oh, how you doing? So sorry about your wife. Like literally has a conversation about this guy's lost his wife. Acts completely normal. In the meantime, he comes back home at 8.15. That's when he makes the, the nine, well, in England, it's a 999. Oh, 999. That's when he makes the 999 call. Okay. Okay. Police emergency. Oh, hiya. I, I, I think we've been burgled and my wife's been attacked. Well, I've just come home. I was, I was just out. I went to get like something to eat and see the lads at work and get my laptop. And I yeah. come home and the house is ransacked. And she's just on the floor. She's got duct tape all over her and she's like unconscious. So he says, oh, hiya. Oh, hiya. <laughs> it, it appears my house has been burgled and my wife has been attacked. Okay, what does that tell you? Okay, like, all right. I, okay, I get this idea that, okay. like, my TV's missing and my wife's on the couch crying. Okay, in the meantime, she's got a bag over her face, duct taped to her face. Oh, my God. Clearly dead. Her hands are bound. He doesn't say my wife's been murdered. It appears my wife is attacked. Like, no, your wife wasn't attacked. <laughs> There's a bag over her head, right? So the guy's like, okay. Was she pregnant? No. Okay. So that that whole plan, I guess, got foiled. Yes. Well, okay. In a, in a in a strange twist, employees of the pharmacy say he was taking medications that decreased his sperm count. Oh. It, weirdly, though, because when you get if you in work vitro, in pharmacy, yeah. Right? But when you get in vitro, they take your sperm outside of your body. They mix it with eggs outside of the woman's body. They put it together. When it starts growing, they reimplant it into the woman. Okay. So like. All you really need is one sperm right. to be swimming. They just like to have swimming. some sperm. Just keep, keep swimming. swimming. Just like, keep what's he swimming. doing? Why would he what? do that? I don't, I don't understand any of that. I don't understand any of what he was doing. Because right, right. he wants a baby. He want. Maybe he couldn't take another nine months. I don't know. So anyhow, so the 999 operator is like, okay, so I'll send someone over. Yeah, they're always so polite. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and cheery. I mean, British people always sound so much smarter than us. Because it's a tea. They drink so much tea. I drink tea. I don't sound smarter. So we're, we're more cheerful either. <laughs> so, you know, as he's like talking, he's like, oh, what's your wife's name? You know, and, <laughs> you know, he says Jessica, you know. And then he's like, um, you know, like asks if she's injured or whatever. And he's just like, well, it seems there's a, a, a bag duct taped over her face. Right. And so he's like, there's duct tape on her face. Take it off. Right. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Right, and then you can hear him like, and he goes, "Oh, it's really hard. Like, it's, it's not coming. Like, it's really hard to take off. Right? Okay. Like, okay. how long will he go for this pizza? Seven forty. Oh, seven forty. Came back at eight fifteen. This is when he makes the call. Okay. The cops get there. What the hell? Right? Like, now when I tell you this house is ransacked, every drawer in the kitchen, every drawer in the bedroom clothes are ripped out like so excessively that i don't know if a burglar would actually do that right like yeah, can you imagine the noise it was making every single drawer every piece of clothing everywhere the bed ripped apart like every everything out of every drawer right. and everything tipped over yeah right and her phone it's is so by the door it's not even funny right like yeah. her phone is by the door so this is like this is kind of like a cool twist 
they recover her phone. The, the police officer picks up her phone. And um, so he picked up her phone at literally 8.40. <gasps> well, they go and they look at her like health app. She has a health app on her phone that tells like how many steps you do. Right, right. Right? So she, her last movement was the exact time he was seen leaving the building. It's 14 steps, which is approximately the amount of steps it would take to leave from her body to drop her phone by the door. Right. So he, like when he staged the whole scene, he dropped her phone by the door. That was the last time she moved. So the exact time he left. Then it doesn't move again until the police officer picks it up. Right. His app... (laughs) In the meantime, shows him climbing 14 sets of stairs up and down, like the equivalent of activity to climbing 14 steps up and down, flights of steps up and down. Because he's like frantically ransacking the whole place, like a crazy person. And his app literally thinks he's climbing stairs. Holy cow. Right? So Technology gets (laughs) you. How does anybody think they can get away with anything anymore? Honestly, though, in 2020, like literally, how do you even get away with anything? I mean, the eye in the sky. That's crazy. There's a camera everywhere. Think of it. That's so incredible, though, right? Like your watch or your app or whatever, your phone. Convicts you. Yeah. Right. Or convicts your murderer. That's awesome. You know, in this case, I guess. It's good. It is good. It is good. Really good. So, you know, they they question him and everything. And he's like, I, you know, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. A million times they're saying, I didn't do it. So they're like, they're like showing him all the evidence. Like she, you know. She was walking and talking until the actual minute you left the house. They, so the CCTV recorder thingy that he tried to disable and hide, he hid under his bed. So, of course, they found it. <laughs> so, and it's so crazy because there's like, there's a video of it online. So you could see it online. And it's like her coming in, then him going out. And he doesn't seem like frantic or anything. But here he just ran out his whole apartment, killed his wife. Right. I love to see what it looked like when he walked into the, the pizzeria. I mean, it looked like. Totally normal. He'd been through it. No. Totally normal. Not even like sweat, nothing. He's like, oh, hi, guys. Yeah, totally normal. So, you know, they, they present him with all the evidence, right? And then, of course, like as, you know, more evidence develops, the police say, you know, you you literally Googled a YouTube video of strangling someone. So, you know what he says to them? Oh, me and Jessica watched that together, right? So they were like, why? And he's like... I don't know. We wanted to see what it looked like if we strangled somebody. So they were like, okay, so you and your wife Google a video of someone getting strangled and then your wife gets strangled because he strangled her, then put a bag over her head, duct taped her wrist, duct taped her face to this bag. This poor girl suffocated the man. Ugh. Right. And she, and now that's a fucking terrible death. Terrible. And they're like, so your wife gets strangled after you just watched a strike, you just Googled strangling. And he's like, I know, isn't it a coincidence? <laughs> That's what he says to me. Isn't it a coincidence? It is a coincidence, all right, buddy. Right. So then also he's got like some scratches on his neck where she obviously tried to like fight back. Oh, that happened at the gym. Okay, how do you get scratched in the neck loose in the gym? at the gym? How, like how do you even get scratched in the neck at the gym? So needless to say, there was plenty of evidence and he's in jail, and oh, he's convicted. Good. He got life in prison. He has to serve at least 30 years. So 30 years until he's possible for parole. Um, so as time, you know, time's gone on, right? you know, people have like surmised, surmised that this could have been considered an honor killing because 
in their culture, they don't like to get divorced. In their culture, they don't also approve of homosexuality. So he didn't want anyone to know. So by this time, Jessica actually like full on suspected that he was having a relationship with a man. So they're saying that he killed her to keep his secret from getting out, which it wasn't really a secret, it sounds like. Everybody that he worked with knew he he was talking to men. Yeah, because you said that people at the pharmacy already knew. Yeah. And incidentally, being a pharmacist, I guess you have certain perks because before he strangled her and put the bag over her head, he gave her an injection of insulin to like, I guess, subdue her. Wow. And they found four syringes full of insulin. Only one was used. That was like in his bag. And in another ironic twist, what the bag said, the actual bag itself had words on it. And it said, bag for life. No way. Way. Bag for life. Yeah. It's like introduction to the opposites. Right. Right. Hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it was opposite day. Yeah. So the judge, the judge hated this guy clearly. Good. And he said that. I hate this guy. I hate this guy too. I told you he's a prick. Yeah. So the judge like looked at all his like messages to her, all the evidence, all the stuff he did, all the things he said. And the judge said that from the way he behaved to her, he was needy and callous. And he said she was obviously lonely and controlled. And he used her whilst, whilst, I don't use that word, but whilst, whilst indulging in his own desires and whims. Mm. Right? The judge was like, yeah, the British, do they they sound so intelligent? I know. Even if they're talking about something stupid, it sounds awesome. You know, I I love when they use the C word (laughs) and they use it like the way we use like shit. They use it like all the time. So uh, I'm going right back to what I was going to say before. Okay. All this guy had to do was just be real with himself. He, if you're gay, you're gay. I mean, true. Live your life happily. But then you don't have two million dollars and a baby to offer your lover. Yeah, but he never had the baby because he killed her, and, and he, he probably didn't get the money because he got locked up. Well, of course. So he got none of that. He could. Freddie Mercury. That was he a was happy as shit. Plan. That was an extreme. Yeah, but Freddie Mercury had money. He was like famous and he was an amazing vocalist and had such a talent. He had money. Mitish Patel, he did not have money. He just was a meager pharmacy owner. Yeah, but he had to have some kind of money if he worked out owned the pharmacy. I mean, they lived in like I mean, they lived in an apartment, a modest little apartment, yeah. who cooked up this scheme to try to live happily ever after in this fantasy with this Australian doctor and mm, their baby. Didn't work. No. Now what happened to the other guy, the doctor well, from Australia? Clearly, he, he's single still. He didn't. He didn't. He's not visiting him, in the, you know, because I'm waiting for that. Like, oh, yeah, well, if it's a soulmate, then isn't it still a soulmate even in jail? I'm going to go with no. Okay. On to the next. Yeah, but you know, (laughs) Australia, he's probably, you know, remember I told you Australians are kind of like, you know, I don't think murder freaks them out Uh as much. Okay. So like maybe it was like, you're still in contact. I was dating this guy, but he killed his wife. So we had to break up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. It's a crazy story. Wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's like a very, very detailed. Yeah. Vicious story. It's a shame. Yeah. Whatever happened with the pizza? 
I don't think it got eaten. But the family, you know, the family says they they literally still struggle like every day. I'm sure with the loss of her. It's it's, it's terrible. Like that that poor girl. And you know, with every situation where there's domestic violence, I feel like the family always feels like they should have done more. Because right. how many times, like, do yeah, all these stories, like the people tell them, you know, he's vicious. He's... But they probably hear ten percent of what actually goes on. Right. So then they say, like, I should have asked more. A lot of people, like, that's so. It's kind of. It's still kind of taboo. So a lot of people will like, just like, push things under the rug. You know, like he hit me. Oh, that sucks. You know. Well, because like, most people, you know. For the most part, they want to stay in their own lane. Right. And you get over-involved, and the next thing you know, you're ending your own relationship with the person. Right, right. You know. So there's a fine line of, like, how much you can help. But I still think there's a lot of guilt when you didn't do enough or when you feel like you didn't do enough. That was a crazy story. I know. That poor girl. I feel bad for her. Oh. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, Recommend us. (laughs) Share. Share. Share (laughs) is caring. And thank you. All right, we'll see you on the next one. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye.